Yeah, you bet your ass. That's right, you've seen the title, you know what's up, it's happening. But, before it happens, we gotta honor the podcast. How do we honor the podcast? We honor it by being true to the things that we said in the podcast. I said we would keep track of how long it's been since we last heard of Chase, so I think we gotta take this time right now to honor that. March 9th, 2021, that's the last full episode we've had of Chase. Now, only the truest pie people, the duo, understands that we've had episodes that have featured Chase previously. But since the last full episode of Chase on this podcast, it's been 300 days. Can you believe that? 300 days. Now, technically, it's been about 297, but, you know, this comes out late on a Tuesday, and by the time it hits your ears, it's probably at least Wednesday, so maybe there's an extra day. Let's say 298 seems honest and fair, but if we're going to say 298, what's another number or two? Let's just round it up to 300. It's 300, okay? Gosh, isn't that like an entire year? Basically, and in that same amount of time, we've come out with 23 episodes. It's been a while. Look, I think it's going to be pretty clear that I had so much fun getting together with him again, and what you are about to hear is a conversation that takes place really over the course of an entire day, and it's been pieced together uh, over multiple recordings that day, and we'll get to that and more details about it being pieced together later on in the episode, but why waste any more time? I am so excited for the Pie Guys to finally present to you the return of chase that's a shot directly from rogue one that's from rogue one dude i don't know this is not a trailer for obi-wan this is a fan-made thing this is not real are you sure i'm thinking so are you sure this looks like a fan-made thing <laughs> and they're putting it out there like a are you rogue sure, one though? trailer what is, what is all this stuff this is all rogue one that's rogue one come on brother this is fake. That was a fucking video game. This is fake? This is totally fake. That's a fucking video game. Alright. Which one are we, we looking at here? Probably 223. Are we recording right now? Hello, hello. We are, yeah. We're recording. Hello. Yeah. Okay. If this is comfortable for you, I'd say this is a good spot. Keep it. And cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Thought? Do you have thoughts? You've seen, you've seen this trailer already. I actually have seen this. Okay. Uh, you haven't seen it, and I figure I haven't. You know, when you and I get together, a lot of times we'll do something like this. We'll you'll typically be like, "Hey, check these out. Have you seen this?" So it's maybe a bit of a role reversal for me to be like, "Hey." Well, I'm honored. And, and you're and you're a Star Wars guy. I'm a Star Wars guy, and not only am I a Star Wars guy. First of all, how far in the future are we right now? Because this, by the time this is wherever it needs to be for people to hear it yeah when are we we (laughs) approximately this is gonna be season this is these are the holidays this is oh this is this is soon this is now okay so that's appropriate because i was gonna say not only am i a star wars fan but i am a specifically star wars at christmas fan oh and it is definitely christmas now yeah as we record this the tree is up i'm trying to get the dogs to settle down but the reason being that i'm a star wars fan at christmas is I am a fan of avoiding my family at Christmas, <laughs> and TV, TBS and TNT would always have the original Star Wars trilogy on in a marathon around the clock as soon as Return of the Jedi was over, A New Hope would start. They would just keep going over. A literal marathon. All back through to back. Christmas, yes. Yeah, so the original either, binge. Yes. So, to me, Star Wars, Christmas classic. So, I'm glad that we are now getting to watch uh, the Kenobi trailer. Yeah. 
Because I don't watch trailers. Mm-mm. Except for like the first teasers. You as a person, you're, you're kind of, I like you've to kind of sworn them. off. Tr- uh, for movies I'm really excited about and movies that I'm afraid there's a danger that I will start to get my hopes up about a certain plot point. Mm-hmm. If I see enough footage of the the you know three or four or five trailers that are out there i can start to put the pieces together as what i think is going to happen right and if that doesn't happen regardless of how good the movie is i'll be disappointed because it's not what i was like excited to see and i've said it before and let's be real i'm your average movie trailer today and certainly blockbuster type stuff which is kind of what we're talking about with star wars or superheroes they they're like short films. They yes. get they're they're three to five minutes short, legitimately short films. This the one we're looking at is two minutes twenty three seconds, and to me that's like the high end of a what a teaser trailer should be. Sure. If, if you're gonna go like a minute and a half to two and a half minutes, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, and maybe I sound like a picky nerd, you know, to be like I like my teaser trailer to be <laughs> a minute forty seven. No, you have a point. But, yeah, but yeah, I I would agree with you that I don't want things spoiled. I want to get hyped. I think that's the whole hope of these, right? You want to get yeah. hyped over it, but you don't want to have anything spoiled. Well, I think a perfect example of that is like the first teaser trailer, the only trailer I've seen for The Batman. Didn't really give you any story points. It was like, Images. this character's in it, this character's in it. This is what the movie's going to look like. Here's some voiceover that we know it's kind of ominous. It's kind of given like a Batman meets the movie 7 sort of vibe. And it's selling you on on that, not come because this is going to happen sort of a thing. Right. And there's too many trailers that that seem to lean on, well, let's just give away the plot of the movie and you'll come for the action. No, no, no. I'm coming for the movie and the plot and the action. That's why I want to come to see the movie. So um, I think Star Wars has been guilty of that in the past, especially. And uh, most recently, the trailer for, um, was it Rise of Skywalker or Last Jedi? Ooh. One of them. The trailer, if you go back and watch the original, not original, but like trailer number two or three that came out for one of those movies, was really leading you to believe that Rey was going to turn evil. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, she's going to go bad, and then maybe Kylo's going to go good. And like, right. go back and watch it. They're very heavily, heavy-handedly huh. selling you on that plot. And then you watch the movie, that doesn't happen, obviously. And the, I mean, regardless of my opinions of that. So I get really, really guarded when it comes to Star Wars trailers in particular. I think Disney kind of oversells stuff and they don't know what they're doing with Star Wars. But so far anyway, I've been really psyched on all the stuff on Disney+. Plus. I got really into, uh, we got into over the the podcast, we were talking about Rebels and Clone Wars and all that. And so I, I dig those characters and The Mandalorian was great. I'm excited for Book of Boba Fett. Obi-Wan Kenobi coming back and Ewan McGregor coming back is a big, big deal. It's a big deal. Big deal. And it, uh, I think it kind of validates the prequels on some level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, after many years of people shitting on them and there was this whole camp school of thought that like those movies were just garbage. And, and for, I'm not saying not valid reasons, but I think well before Disney had anything to do with Star Wars, the prequels were the original thing to really get up in arms about when it mm-hmm. came to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always been part of the legacy of Star Wars, whether it's from 1977 through through the future and beyond. Uh, there's always been, I don't want to say controversy because it's not controversy, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, a real strong sense of ownership over 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 the product where people just get attached to it as fans. Sure. But uh, there's always very strong opinions, I guess. So 
to have a new show come out, yeah, that's like rooted in prequel era Star Wars, which well, it kind of is. It's right? a testament to how good Ewan McGregor is and was in the prequels. Dude. And I don't think, honestly, I, I would challenge anybody that likes to talk shit on the prequels, which I will say to a lot of extent, I'm one of those people that I don't like the prequels. Yeah. However, there are things about the prequels Ewan McGregor being one of them that are great. You can't really point at his performance and go, he wasn't that good. No, like, he was great. He's actually one of the best parts of the prequels. Definitely. Like the, there is a little bit of continuity from one, two and three. And he's one of those parts, you know, uh, Natalie Portman is in all three of the prequels. And, mm. but, but I would argue her character is not nearly as dynamic or as engaging as Obi-Wan. Uh, but then I think something else that, that plays into all of this, uh, you know, given the time is we do have newer star wars movies we do have the disney star wars movies that and i've said this before on the podcast on some level i think make the prequels look even better so Mm -hmm. maybe at a time when they first came out there was not a mass appreciation for them though we could acknowledge they did a few cool things now we're starting to look at them again and go wait they were they were at least way more original and sort of boundary pushing than the newer ones were because on so many levels the newer ones felt just like a a repackaging of something. We've oh yeah, seen. they absolutely were. And the prequels were at least different. They were taking They're some chances. Something. You know? There was a vision. Yeah. That's like, I mean, not to go off on another tangent, but it's the same defense. The only defense that I will give Zack Snyder's justice league because okay. it's not the justice league. I want to see. It's definitely not the Batman. I, I don't, I want to see. I hate that movie. However, at least Zack Snyder has a vision and has a style and has an idea that he's going for. Is it something that I, as a DC fan, agree with? No, but other people seem to like it, so let them like it kind of a thing. In the same vein, I think at first, the prequel trilogy was a disappointment to me as a kid Mm -hmm. for the exact reason that I now don't watch trailers because I watched all of the hype and looked at all of the toys and got an idea (laughs) of what the story was going to be, especially with it being a prequel, you know, okay, well, Anakin is going to become Darth Vader. So when you hear... Because we knew there was going to be three movies. We knew it was a trilogy from the outset and had years to look forward to episode one. It was a big deal. So you go, okay, if we're going to get three movies, and I guess he's a kid in the first one, we're probably going to get Vader in the third one or whatever. We don't really get Vader until the end of the third one Which at all. Which basically means we don't get Vader until the fourth one. Right, essentially. Which is when we got him to begin right, with. Right, right. So like... I had thought I was excited about, I think we'll see like an an origin story of Vader maybe at the end of the first one. Then you get a movie of like the rise of Vader in the Empire. Yeah. And then you have to set up A New Hope in in episode three. But no, it was all kind of build up to when it's going to get interesting. And now it seems like this Kenobi series, from what I hear, is going to be the jumping off point from this is the Star Wars we've always wanted to see. Like fresh Vader. There's a fresh new Vader in the Emperor out there in that galaxy far, far away. What's Ewan McGregor up to? <laughs> so This is uh, that time, and that's well said. And I say on that note, yeah, let's fire this up. We are literally looking at a giant TV. There's gonna going to be an ad, to... for sure. And how appropriate. <laughs> I love it. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can see. I'm... Oh, God. I've turned into my father. Where's the mute button? <laughs> there it is. Um, okay. We are about to watch the Kenobi trailer, yep. uh, which was revealed some time ago in our past, not that long ago. Brand new to Chase. So this is kind of a live reaction recording okay. of him. Oh, he's got a Jesus look going on. The long hair. Of course, it's set on it Tatooine. It's very Rogue One to me right now. 
Oh, I know Qui-Gon's showing up. Has to. We have to have Qui-Gon in this, right? Force Ghost Qui-Gon is a must for this. Oh, I, I need to... I didn't even think about that, honestly, until you just said that, but... That's a shot directly from Rogue One. That's from Rogue One. Dude, I don't know. This is not a trailer for Obi-Wan. Somebody cut this together with a mo from a movie. This is a fan-made thing. This is not real. Ewan McGregor must have played Jesus in something else. Are you sure? I'm thinking so. Are you sure? This looks like a fan-made thing. Yeah, that's from... See, no way. Somebody cut together footage from Rogue One in a Jesus movie that Ewan McGregor's in. <laughs> and they're putting it out there like a Are you Rogue sure, One though? trailer. What is, what is all this stuff? This is all Rogue One. That's Rogue One. Come on, brother. That's just a That's episode one. That's episode one. This is fake. That was a fucking video game. This is fake? This is totally fake. That's a fucking video game. Get out of here. Is this the trailer that you had seen before? This is the one I saw. This is fake. This is fake. I commend the uh, the work that went into it, but that, that is a fake trailer, my friend. Is there not a Kenobi trailer? I thought I'll, they did let's one. Let's try this one and see if it's the same thing. It says thing. Disney Plus original. Already different. <laughs> Come on. Okay, we're watching a different one now. Yeah, this is these are not real. That was the I, trailer. That was a real trailer you had seen. Yes. Yeah, I think you and McGregor played Jesus. He had to have. Okay, well then they've these are deep fakes then, right? Not deep fakes. Well, is this this isn't a real? This isn't really what Disney put out, is it? No. So somebody they are faking not, it. This they put that the Disney Plus thing is an added effect. It's not on the Disney Plus channel. That's what it's I mean. From some Somebody's screen culture. So yeah, and the what other one we watched was from Teaser, Teaser Pro. Pro. I guarantee you, with all the shit that I follow, what all the these fuck? channels that I follow, if there was a Kenobi trailer, it would be on one of here. One of these channels would be like, "Yo, Kenobi trailer just dropped," and it's on nothing. It's on no one's radar. That's a fake trailer. Now I'm excited That's to see fake. a real trailer eventually. In that spirit, you said there's a new Boba Fett trailer, so fuck it, let's watch. That okay, we're one. doing trailers. I got hyped, and I got hyped too. And I uh, okay, I have a confession to make. We'll take this you all the way. This is real because this is on IGN. Okay, we'll take you all the way to the confession booth after we watch an actual real one minute and one second. There we go. Yeah, that's a time length that I can get behind. I think one this minute isn't new. This is the one I've seen. This is the one that's on Disney Plus. But there is, is the... a new Book of Boba trailer, yeah, right? You've seen this. I have seen this. Okay, this has me hyped. The score especially has me hyped. And because I, I don't like the theme to the Mandalorian, I think it's just Rocky. It's Rocky. That's Rocky. That's Rocky's theme. So I don't like I don't like the music in the Mandalorian. And the this it goes oddly dubstep at the end with the robots. Fuck that shit. That's not Star Wars. However. I think the same guy did Boba's theme, which is in Mandalorian season two when he shows up. And it's the song they use for the trailer, the new book of Boba Fett trailer. The song alone has me fucking hyped for this show. Okay. It's what I want to see. I'm into it. We're about to play it right now. The IGN official ad. teaser. Yeah, the PJs. 
Wow. Okay, I have a confession to make. Then yeah, after after the after this yeah these, after we get our trailer fixed yeah confessional. Well, let's do the confession now. I can press pause. No, we'll do it after this. Okay. I feel better. All right, here it goes. Yeah. Oh no, this is new. I haven't seen this. What a surprise! Are you sure? Yeah, I haven't seen this one. I haven't either. Back to tank. They're going to have to explain Sarlacc Pit. I mean, they're going to have to. On December 29th. Dude, this music is so much better. Come on. Witness the return. He's got a problematic ship name. I don't know if they're going to address that. Slave one of the legend. Okay. That's your one minute, one second long teaser trailer, brand new uh, Boba Book of Boba. (laughs) It's fun to say. The Book of Boba Fett is the full title of it. So do you think that uh, it might be kind of cool? I'm trying to line up my timelines right now. where's, Where's Boba Fett when Kenobi is happening? Well, He's, Kenobi does have to sort of, I think I agree with you, has to bridge the gap between episode three and four, but it right. also has to show us the Vader that we never got to see. You're talking right. brand new on the field Vader. And so at the end of at uh, uh, at the end of Jedi, mm-hmm. Boba gets Sarlacc. Right? So, He's Sarlacc, yeah. which is what I guess this series is. So do you think that we're going to get any kind of maybe some crossover of Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi? Because that might be kind of cool. Uh, it's possible, but I feel like Obi-Wan's gone by that point, right? Yeah, well, he's dead, yes. But I'm saying Boba Fett's still a kid in Kenobi's time. I see what you're saying. So in the Kenobi show, they'll actually... Do you think we'll get some crossover? That would make more sense. I was trying to wrap my head around. I was like, will we see Obi-Wan in Book of Boba Fett? No. But I... I, I wouldn't put any of that past them. I think anything that Obi-Wan's ever had his imprint on and go back to the fucking prequels and check it out is liable to make its is liable to pop back up. I mean, maybe they'll resurrect Watto at some point. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I have a great faith in the boy. <laughs> that was a little bit more Anakin and less Obi-Wan, but um, apparently what we just watched or what we sort of watched, and, and here's the confession part, okay? Um, on an actual episode that we've done for this podcast, um... Shane and I watched that trailer, and we didn't know. We didn't. We didn't know any better. So we were, were have a. We, we have. Yeah, okay. I was. <laughs> okay. I was. I was, and I sold Shane That's on the it. Only that, way it. Well, that was cool, the thing. Yeah. Shane hadn't seen it, and I did the same thing to him. I said, "Bro, you have to see this trailer." And he goes, "I didn't know this was out." Well, no reason he didn't know it was out because I, apparently it's a deep fake. So I showed him the same one. And he got. We got. I don't think it's to, a deep fake. I think it's a cleverly edited video. I think that somebody. I didn't. Now I'm interested to see if there's a movie where Ewan McGregor plays Jesus because that's the only way they were getting that footage. It was all of Jesus movie with Rogue One, and there was something else in there really quick. Well, that one, that that infamous like 
promotional still of him as Obi-Wan, speaking of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. has often get joked about online as being the picture of Jesus Christ, right? Like everyone's like, this hangs on your Tia's wall mm-hmm. and uh, they, she prays, <laughs> she prays to it every night, but she's actually praying to Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's yeah. not even praying to the I saw Lord and had, Savior. You know? Somebody had posted that some Guatemalan lady had been praying to a little statue of Elrond from the Lord of the Rings <laughs> yes. for like 15 years. I, I saw that too. She thought <laughs> it was again Jesus and it's like, no, that's an elven person. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even an elven person. He's an agent inside your computer. Right. That's who you're praying to. You're praying to a virus. Um, oh, bummer. So uh, all that to say, I am excited for that. Now it's nice to watch an official Star Wars <laughs> stamp yeah. of approval. Yeah, thing. that's um, what it. That's real. So I, I am looking forward to the Book of Boba Fett. I think it's been well said and documented before. Uh, I am when Kenobi actually does happen. I'm greatly looking forward to that. That is a convincing shot. What's the, that from? I mean, yeah, we're looking at it. You the got thumbnail is very convincing. The thumbnail of the trailer that is has duped me now more on two different occasions i watched this trailer on my own yeah. got hyped told shane about it we watched it together got hyped just sat down with you to watch it and you're like no this is from that this is from that and i'm like wait what so i've seen it three times now it's fooled me two of the three times so shame on, <laughs> shame on me george w bush <laughs> but um before i think maybe we really set the table i want to hit this um joint again yeah and settle in with you because there's a few other things I want to talk about with you and th- that you actually touched on earlier when you, oh, were, really? when you were going. Yeah. Is one of them prison videos of dudes getting shanked? We could talk about that. <laughs> Please, let's not. Or, we, or not. But uh, I'll give you a hint. I think it has to do with Batman. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, what's up, baby snakes? Remember how earlier in the episode I said we would talk about it more later? Well, guess what? It's later. As you can tell, this episode is only an hour long, but the reality is Chase and I got together and we recorded for about an hour and 40 minutes. That's where Patreon comes in. If you are ever in the mood for an extra slice, or you're feeling ravenous, and you want to just shove the whole pie down your gullet, patreon.com slash thepieguyspod is where you have to go. It's where the rest of this is going to be. I guarantee you it's not going to be the last time you hear about patreon.com slash thepieguyspod in this episode. But before we just jump back into the conversation one more time, if you want more, you got to go to patreon.com slash thepieguyspod. Now go get you some slice. Maybe we should do a little bit of uh, housekeeping real quick. So... I actually don't know, as I'm saying this into the microphone, where you, the listener, the duo, are going to digest this. Most likely on Patreon. We do have a Patreon that's up right now at patreon.com slash thepieguyspod. That's where we're going to put bonus extra slash other material, and I think this falls under the category of that. But uh, if it's not clear by now, what's happening is I'm sitting in under the same roof with Chase Jacobs. Hi. I personally haven't seen you in a long time, and it's, it's been, been a minute. longer time since we've been able to do something like this together. And the reality is it's been even longer than that because normally when we podcasted, and I say kind of quote uh, air quotes with that with you, we did it through Zoom. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I guess if I was being a purist, a podcast is supposed to be done under the same roof in the same room, kind of feeling each other's energies. And so for most of like 2020 and the pandemic and beyond, when we did podcast together with you, me, and Shane, it was either we were all in separate places or or maybe Shane was at my place and we were Zooming with you, but we were never under the same roof. And I haven't been able to do this with you until now. 
and we've literally kept track of it. We've talked about it. So I think it there is significance to it. We've certainly built up to this, not knowing that this was going to happen on this day. I mean, you and I talked about it, but it wasn't like there was a master plan weeks ago when we were like, no, it's kind of, you know just, what I mean? It, the it's just life. aligned and we were both available, which is awesome. And yeah, Melody wants to be here and pant into the microphone. Melody, <laughs> go to bed. We are. Yeah, I'm in Chase's abode. You've graciously uh, are hosting me and invited me over. I'm we're hanging out with the dogs. So uh, you might hear something else, but uh, hopefully this is all you're hearing is just Chase and I, and uh, I'm happy to be doing this. And we're we're just saying fuck it. We're gonna kind of dive into things that I think you and I would normally do if we were not being conscious of microphones in front of our faces, which is kind of the genesis of the whole podcast to begin with. Yeah, like we were just fun. hanging out. We've literally uh, puffed on a joint earlier today so we'll talk about some food that we've eaten some some smoke that we've puffed on but uh one of these things that we used to always do is kind of we would peruse the the video section of youtube That's, surf the tube yeah man. we would surf youtube and you would often show me um tra- teeter trailers and things like that of things coming out yeah. like video games and movies video we would games get hyped. comic book lists nerd shit the shit that we tried to imbue into this podcast yeah. so uh, that's sort of the setting the stage. Those are the participants. We are about to watch. This is a channel that I really yeah. like that I would love to shout out to anybody that's shout listening to this, actually. If you're a fan of video games or if you at least keep up with whatever the big games are, um, there's a YouTube channel called Girlfriend Reviews, which is hilarious. Um, I don't know the, t- the names of the two people. It's a girlfriend and boyfriend who live together and the boyfriend edits videos and is good at video games and his girlfriend (laughs) is a comedian and she watches him play video games and comments on them and i think honestly her reviews of the games that she watches are a lot of times really spot on so they're really funny and the first one we'll watch is it's kind of the best game to ever watch that's literally the the title of the video is uncharted 4 is the best game i've ever watched <laughs> it's kind of i mean that game for anybody that's played it trevor you can shout out to this. uncharted i fucking love those games i mean i mean i think you can attest to the like <laughs> those games the all the all the uncharted games and the last of us games all the naughty dog games are very cinematic they, Super are, they aren't video yeah. gamey in that you know that's like i think the antithesis of a naughty dog game would be like a Fortnite or a pokemon <laughs> yeah. or something you know what i mean where it's just like a game mechanic that you're yeah. playing these games are like interactive movies they're experience so that's the perfect yeah. game to review as an audience as a, a spectator so um we'll fire up i guess girlfriend reviews yeah. uncharted 4 we're gonna watch it live right now <laughs> La- live after well, this truck commercial <laughs> yeah we're watching I it in have our... my finger on the mute button production value no you're fine the edit we can edit edit we're watching this live uh yeah. you're listening to it in the past but also, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You're in the past. And our sponsor, Skillshare. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, yeah, shout out to Naughty Dog. She's basically hyping them up. When you, If you've played The Last of Us or ever seen any of it, it's essentially designed to be one long seamless take, if you mm-hmm. think about it, right? If it's, if it's a series of moments where you control the action and control the movement of the camera into cutscenes, 
it's all meant to be as if the, the camera never cuts away, right? Same with uh, Arkham Knight did the same thing. There's no load screen in Arkham Knight. It's just him getting in and out of the Batmobile or the whatever the fuck, walking through a door, you know. <clears throat> and and as much as I do love the character of Nathan Drake, and I think those games are very action-packed, swashbuckling. Yeah, you can't. Not, you can't talk about Uncharted without talking about the body count he's stacking up. The dude is an absolute maniac. Dude, he's the damage so and, yeah. many people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The amount of people that die in these games. I mean, it's just, it is gratuitous action. And it's, maybe that's what she's talking about. It's kind of, it's it, yeah, it's kind of hard to be this like quippy, likable, charismatic dude. Murderer? After you've machine gunned yeah, a bus full of people. Like... But they're all bad guys, though, dude. Yes. Who Works cares for about Indiana Jones because they're Nazis, right? Dude, I forgot about that level. God, I want to replay this game now. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I've forgotten about all of this. I really need to replay this. Oh yeah, remember this part? The yeah, fucking the boulder? boulder. Oh my. See, God. when I think about this game, I forget about all the action stuff. And when you say Uncharted Four, my first thought is that's the one where you get to play Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Which you do. You do get Shout to play out to Crash Uncharted Bandicoot. Four. I never did that much. The I never photo? took. I never took. Uh, I, shots I got into games. shortly. Got into photo modes and games mm. when. I got bored and I didn't really have another game to to play. I liked the idea of the like the art of setting up a shot yeah. in a photo mode in a good in a game with gorgeous graphics. It's really like fun Naughty to play. Dog, right? Yeah, exactly. Or the Arkham games. Or God of War God was of another War. one. Yeah, Arkham was another one. Gears of War has a really good one. Ghosts of Tsushima has a, an amazing photo mode. Shout out to Ghosts. Shout out to, to photo modes in general. Is it the best game ever made? In my opinion, because I play games for the story, The Last of Us 2 has transcended video games. I've said this on this podcast before. I'll say it again. The Last of Us 2 has transcended video games and is digital art. For the way that it is able to manipulate your emotions and digests character and character perspective from a narrative base, it is the greatest video game ever made. Wow. That I'll, yeah, that is my strong opinion about that. Doesn't have the greatest wow. mechanics. It's gorgeous. I was about to say there's. It's not the best looking game. It, it might be the best looking game because it is absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. Um, but the story and the way the story is told and the perspective that it gives you and the way that it makes the player grow if you're a good if you're a decent person you didn't just go well i fucking hate it because of the baby the, the, the joel and blah, blah, blah. Right. like just let the game do what it's trying to do the game is trying to present you with a person that you are designed to hate and then deconstruct that feeling and tell you a morality tale based on perspective evil is relative that's the whole message of the last of us too without spoiling the game so for that, it's the best narrative video game ever made. Now, God of War, the 2018 remake, up there as well, which you haven't played, and we need to get you to play. Did someone say The Last of Us? How the fuck do we get out of here? Okay, that truck has them fucking pinned down. You thought we were done? Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're in a bar. This is where Shane was born to fight. Oh fuck! There's four guys. Four guys. What are you gonna do, Shane? Are you gonna Are you gonna do something? Or are you just gonna let them find you and fist fight them? What are you gonna do? He switches to a smoke bomb. What are you gonna do? You gonna throw it into the wall? You gonna let him see you? 
He throws it on the ground, kind of really far behind. All right, now what? Now what? He, he punches this guy. Now he's grabbed him. Now he clubbed him. Now he clubbed him. Now he, oh, the guy shot at him. And he has no rounds on the revolver. You have no rounds there. You need to switch to another gun. Shotgun. Here we go. Close quarters. I got a shotgun. You're going to come up on me, motherfucker? Now he's starting to rely on the smoke bomb. Smoke bomb Shane over here. Oh, running in fast. Now, definitely gave himself away. These guys know where he is. Ellie's doing half the work. This guy ran up on Shane and said, how do you like it? You have the shotgun out, but you don't even use it. Now he just punches guys. Just always punch him, baby. Fuck guns. Fuck all this shit. I just like to punch, dude. If guys would just run into me, that would save me so much trouble. Now he's got the shotgun out. Now he's ready to fire. Now he's, but is he going to? No, now he missed. He missed with a shotgun. I don't know if Ellie got that kill or Shane did. I, I, it's hard to tell. He, he shot twice and one guy died with a shotgun. The gun game needs work, baby. So does the stealth game. But just remember, if you fucking run into my danger zone, Kenny, you're getting punched. And then you're dying. Shotgun. All right, there's one guy hunkered down. Oh, there he is. Shotgun out. Boom, he got him. Missed. How did that guy fucking hit you, dude? How did that guy fucking hit you? Damn. All right, well, they're, hey, are they dead? Are they fucking dead? Yes, they're dead. Am I dead? No. About 80% 80, 80 of my life still. I don't know how that guy with the pipe got him, but he fucking nailed him good. Got him good. All right, four shots. I was close enough. I got him too. It took four shots with the shotgun to kill two guys. Hey, it's been a while, okay? It's been a while. The gun interface in this game is not the same as throwing bows. You don't have to aim when you throw fists, which is kind of why I think Shane likes it. But you got to aim when you pull the gun out, right? Oh, here we go. What's this? Oh, here we go. Boom, that was a great find. Found some uh, health, so not quite full, but sitting pretty. I'd say he's at like 93% health. And there's the bridge. We got to get across that bridge to get out of Pittsburgh. Here comes the truck. Just go. Just fucking haul ass, dude. The truck is on him now. The boss fight. Here we go. The truck is tracking him down. They can't fight this thing, okay? It's going to either shoot them to death or run them over. This is, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, good, good fucking recall. This is some Crash Bandicoot shit, exactly. This chasing him down, but the POV is is Crash Bandicoot esque. Last time on first time. How many times have I said the shit has hit the fan during these? I don't, I don't know. I'm not quite sure, but I've said it before. I'll say it again because this is the Last of Us. This is the PlayStation Three. This is Shane the Train. This is your uncle. This is happening. We were giving Shane passes, hall passes. We were giving him, look, it's been a while, but now it hasn't been that long. Does that make sense? Do you remember the part when uh, we were in fucking Pittsburgh? Like, shout out to Pittsburgh, by the way. Never been there, but I do want to shout out the Pittsburgh Pirates, legendary baseball team. They play in a ballpark called PNC Park. Everybody that I've talked to slash heard from that has gone to that place is like, this ballpark is awesome. It's beautiful. It's one of the best places to catch a baseball game. It's on my bucket list to do someday when I get my own RV and I can travel the country and, and hit up ballparks. But in The Last of Us, Pittsburgh's a piece of shit. It's been nothing but shit since we left Billstown on our way through Pittsburgh. We were just supposed to be driving through Pittsburgh and then we get derailed. And I don't know how the fuck... You know, listen, listen to the episodes, go back, do me a favor. But we got to this point, we jumped off a fucking bridge, we landed in the water, we came across two other people, Henry and Sam, brothers, and I don't mean in the 
colloquial vernacular, but they are literally brothers. And it's actually a friendly face. When was the last time we saw friendly faces in The Last of Us? But sure as shit, friendly faces turned their back on us, The Last of Us. And they, they left us. Ellie jumped down. Peanut butter and jelly jumped off the bridge. Now we're here. So the good thing is, what, what's the good news? That's what you're wondering, right? Oh, look at that shit. My boy's a thorough searcher. That's what I was talking about. When he was shotgun Shane, he was shooting people to shit. Nobody stood a chance. And that was an evolution because he went from fisticuff McGee over here to shotgun Shane. And I've been waiting for the, the sneak game to, to take that next step. Because when, when Shane's in the groove and when he's dialed in, watch out. Shotgun Shane will blow your fucking head off and break your ankle in the store. You understand me? One other thing you might have missed out on. My boy has a streak going, and I'm not even sure how many minutes of gameplay or hours or, or audio footage or episodes it has spanned. He ain't died in a while. Okay? That streak is still intact. My boy might miss sometimes with the gun. He might miss most of the time with the gun. But if you reach back into your pack to throw a fucking fiery Molotov at me, that's when you're going to get shot through the juggler. And then it's going to fall at your feet, and you're fucked, Dalsam. Because yoga flame, yoga fire, dude, you're dead. Okay, you understand me? Look at the hole in that boat. Is this the Titanic? How about this for a reminder? Last time we were in a dark area like this that seemed very foreboding and, and ominous, Shane got away with nary a scratch. Do you understand me? Forsooth. Tis a flesh wound, motherfucker. I'll start the generator <laughs> and I'm not worried about all the infected that are going to come maul me. Okay? Shane sees a generator from across the way. Now, this big open expanse is very sewer-like. Like, there's a lot of water. Um, this is kind of a... It's good, you got it. Uh, this is kind of a um, puzzle, as it were. This is sort of the Uncharted flavor of The Last of Us, where if you're familiar with Uncharted, sometimes you would get into a room, and it wasn't about killing guys. It was about solving the puzzle, right? That was part of the fun of that game. This is kind of Last of Us' version of that on some level. So can Shane solve the puzzle? There's no immediate threat. What's his puzzle skills like? All right? Because apparently nobody else can do anything. Uh, Joel is walking up to a giant uh, sort of wheel trying to turn it to open this giant... You got to imagine. There's a big door. There's a lot of water in between where they want to go. So they're trying to get across the water, basically. And to get across the water, they're trying to open this door and maybe get to this generator. Maybe the generator generates the door to open. But in order to get to the generator, we need to get across the water. You understand. You don't see it, but you understand. Back into the water. Okay, this is our third trip back into the water. Hey, at this point, maybe it feels good. When was the last time Joel had water on his body? Back in the water. This is another... Back in the water for the fourth time. Oh! Now we found a thing. We found a thing at the bottom of the gate that was probably preventing it from being open. Jiggled it free, a fucked up pipe. I mean, look, what we find, we find a, a note. Henry, why don't you fucking do something finally? Now you do something? We're through the gate. But nobody's following, right? Like, Joel has to do everything because he's dead. So he's going up the stairs, up the ladder. We're, we're basically, again, trying to get across this. What'd you just hear? What'd you just hear? What did you just hear? Oh, he doesn't give a fuck. Shane heard some noise, and he just pushed this plank up over the rail down in the water. 
He said, fuck it. I'm not even going. He said, fuck it. He heard some fucking noise through a door. We told you there's, there's gotta be some infected here. He said, fuck it. He ain't coming in the water. I'm not, I'm not trying to fuck with them. I like the move. You don't have to fight everybody in this game. And just because you heard noise doesn't mean you should fucking figure it out and find out what it is and solve the mystery of the noise behind the door. Ellie finally got on the plank. She's climbing up. All this just to get across the body of water. All of this just to get to the generator. Remember her? Ellie started the generator in one pull, which is more impressive than Joel, apparently. Power's coming on. That's a good sign. Here we go. Joel swimming back to the original platform. Here we go. Making a lot of noise. Puzzle solved, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Somebody did live here. They opened this door. A trap went off, like Home Alone. And now we're going through... Uh, still the sewer, but a sewer that has been turned into a home. Oh, what the fuck? We just found a new gun. How about it? You thought we were going to run out of guns? No, we got a new weapon and it's called Shorty. It's basically <laughs> a handheld shotgun, motherfucker. It's got four shots, two rounds per capacity. So after two shots, you got to reload it. But guess what? Why don't you flip it open real quick? See what the, the, the scope on that is, the, the, the radius. Boom, blow your ass up. What else are we finding? Bombs are upgraded. My bombs are upgraded. What is this, the Unabomber's house? Well, fuck yeah, dude. They have a soccer ball? Fuck a clicker, dude. I dare you to come around the corner. Fuck you, dude. That shorty will blow your head off. We know, obviously, somebody used to live here at some point. Question is, is somebody living here now? Boom. Shorty's out. Shane's walking through the halls like the cops. What's up? There's fucking insects on the wall. This tunnel's a sharp right turn. I hear that. Okay. Shane backed away. He's scared. Uh... Now he's kneeling down in Ellie's crotch. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here they come. There's a runner coming right there. Shorty! Boom. Oh, Henry's doing some work. Don't waste all your shots. Oh, now he's reloading. There's more coming. There's more coming. Uh, he's loading up a Molotov. Bam! Motherfucker! Let it burn. Let it burn. Do you want to run through the fire, dude? Feel how it... Oh, here comes a clicker right here. Oh, a clicker's coming up over the ledge. He gets into the fire a little bit. Boom. Shot him in the shoulder. He's coming. Shoot him again. Shot him again. Don't let him grab you. He's, he's, shot, he's on fire. You can't get a clear shot. Henry's in the way. I think he's dead. No, he's still up. No, no, he collapsed. Dude, the Molotov was great right there. Whoa. Now we see another door. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Yay. Oh, wait. What do you mean? Oh, no. You didn't even know there was going to be first time in this episode. Let's be real. But come on. It's the dawn of the new year. It's the return of Chase. It's kind of a big deal around these parts. Never forget your uncle loves you. Speaking of love, can I interest you in something that I know Chase and I love to talk about? Hard pivot into Batman, though. Let's pivot okay. hard. They've done Batmobile. They overdid Batmobile. But I still... When you say they, you mean Arkham Knight. Well, yes. Rocksteady. Okay, Rocksteady. Rocksteady overdid Batmobile. We were asking for Batmobile for two games... We've got. They gave us Batmobile, but the half the game was Batmobile, and it was more of a Bat tank than a Batmobile. But with that said, I kind of need Batwing now. I I gotta fly the Batwing around. I just see you gotta make is, a bigger map for okay, it, which is I, hard. I'll and, be that guy right now for the sake of the recording, etc. Uh, I know it's a common complaint against the uh, Arkham Knight game specifically that the Batmobile is leaned too heavily on. And I will just say this. Keep everything in context, all right? We have all this to look back on. Remember Arkham Asylum came out? Mm -hmm. Remember how jacked off off of Arkham Asylum we were? 
We loved it. We were jacking off, but we were jacked off off of it. Because <laughs> okay. the idea that you could be Batman running through Arkham, yeah. beating up supervillains was awesome. Right. But naturally, at some point during, Ar- during the Arkham game, you thought, I love this game. I love the concept. It's a little small, though. Yeah. What if I could do this same appeal. shit? What if I could do the same shit in Gotham? Well, they, they were said, teasing you because you, you can. could see Gotham. You can. Now Arkham City comes out, and it's not all of Gotham right. within the story. It's a walled-off section of Gotham that they are deeming Arkham City prison, and then you run around in the city there. But even after you played through that, you thought, well, what about more? I want more of the city. I want more. Mm. And then they said, fuck it. We're going to give you more. We're going to give you Arkham Knight. And we're going to give you the Batmobile. That's I still the have one a complaint thing about that. Map. Always wanted to have, and so on some level, yes, <clears throat> it is too much in the game. It, you do kind of feel like you have to have. It's. It reminded me of shout out real quick to the other Arkham game in Arkham Origins. Remember when you mm-hmm. get the electric gauntlets in mm-hmm. Origins? Mm-hmm. That became then the most important item to have. Yeah. If you recall the story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I could jump start your heart with it and <laughs> yeah. kill you again. And you know what I mean? Like it, it, it. it it got you through doors that were that right. you couldn't decode. It was the central mechanic of that and game. And that got a little annoying. It was like, mm-hmm. and they're just shocker gloves. It's not right. even a creative idea. Right. It's just like, hey, hey, he took the gloves off of this random thug, and now it's Batman's greatest tool. It's like, <laughs> right. what, dude? He has the fucking belt, but the one he uses the right. most is the shocker glove? Right, right. So that was kind of weird, and I love Arkham Origins. So, in objectively Best speaking, story in an Arkham game, <clears throat> in my opinion, great story, and they mm-hmm. they nailed that. We could talk about that game, but in Arkham Knight, conversely, the Batmobile was leaned too much on. But mm-hmm. in their defense, it's the one thing we've been begging for. Every time we wanted more, Arkham gave us more, and they finally gave us the biggest map we've ever had a chance. To I don't like them. that map. I don't like it. You don't like Arkham Knight's map? I like the architecture. <coughs> I like the art direction and the art design behind every the way everything looks. But the layout is mm. very video game to me. It's Ramps. What is it? Four? Is it four Bridges. islands? Three or four islands? Yeah. It's just three big... Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. We'll connect them by bridges. <laughs> like, no city would be like that. If there were three uh, islands off the coast... Because I, I, I think we all... Batman fans all kind of agree. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm speaking for everybody, but Gotham is a coastal city, is it not? It's supposed to be like New York. Yeah, right. There's right. a harbor. That's fine. It's not just three like bleh, islands in the middle yeah, of no. this endless ocean. It look. You know what it looks like? It, it, maybe this is a reference that you won't get because I don't know if you've played these games, but it looks like just three islands in the middle of that Bioshock ocean. That's just there's nothing forever. Well, is. Is Go- Gotham isn't on an island, is it? In Arkham Knight, it is. It's, yeah, but it's not like traditionally. It's no, it's not like Manhattan or whatever. Right. in that regard, I've but never it heard is, it called the Island of Gotham City. Right? No, it's no. it's it's a coastal yeah, city. I think if we're talking headcanon, yeah, it's it's a coastal city. Obviously, yeah. it's right there where the ocean is, or the bay, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. But I think islands play a part of Gotham. Sure. Obviously, like Arkham, Arkham is an island, and there's a lot of other maybe smaller islands off to the side. But yeah, I don't think. I guess to that point, yeah, the map was weird. But I guess my point is overall, as far as the games are concerned, they, they got bigger, right? The scales got bigger. Mm-hmm. Went from a smaller scaled game and on the island of Arkham to the city. And we finally gave you the one thing. 
Like that's the one toy, right? Like aside from running amok in Wayne Manor okay. and playing with I anything you want in in the Batcave, yeah. the one toy everybody wanted to get their hands on that Batman has is the Batmobile. Okay. So they gave us that Batmobile. So if we do the wing, where does the line draw? That's my question. To you. Right. Because then it's then it, then we become the toy company. Right. Then we go. Well, if you want to do the wing, why not also do the boat? You got to have all the grounds covered. I think they should do the boat. I think they should. The boat. Do the, I think that yes. What you need to do with technology being the way that it is and the new systems that they have, I think they need to pour all that computing power into the biggest fucking map you've ever seen. <sighs> Let's okay? go. Okay. So. Do it that way where, you know what? Maybe, fuck it. We're going to do the bat boat. We're going to do the bat wing. We're going to do all of, of Gotham and Arkham and all of it. And, and you know what? You can even travel up the fucking coast and hit Metropolis. Do the whole fucker. Th- let, like, have all of the superheroes. Yeah. Why not? Because you can now. Like, Why not? You have these games that are downloading at a terabyte each. Like, Ooh. it's insane. Like, you might as well just do, just forgive me fucking everything. I brought up earlier when we weren't recording a game called uh, No Man's Sky. Yes. Where the central mechanic essentially is that you can go down to a, proce- a procedurally generated alien world with all these aliens and you can catalog all of the creatures and plants and do whatever and then you can get in your ship and without any loading screens or anything right. take off go into out of the atmosphere into space find another dot in the distance keep flying towards it again no loading screens go finally reach that planet go through its atmosphere land on the surface and you got a whole new ecosystem why can you do that and yet you can't build a convincing Arkham or Gotham or Metropolis or like just you might as well that's what I'm saying like blow the whole thing out to a solar system scale like scope people saying that Superman is a, a character you could never do a video game for I don't understand the technology is there now just do it we can't really do a pie guys podcast what is it we can't do a one of these without talking about food I think. And so Oh yeah. I do want to take a moment to talk about the food that we ate, especially because it was so we good. I think it's safe to say I'll preface this, we had a more pleasurable reaction to it than we even thought. Yeah. So yeah. um Definitely. When's the last time your mouth watered? Uh currently, even thinking yeah. about this. Seriously. As soon you. as you brought it up, I was like, Oh, I gotta get a hold of myself here. Thank you. Uh, we ordered from a place that I've ordered from several times that's right down the street here in Santa Clarita called Tomato Joe's. Specifically, it's the Tomato Joe's Express off of McBean. And uh, they have a litany of toppings for you to choose from. And one of them I noticed on a uh, recent order was cashews. I didn't get cashews, but I remember you had been talking about cashews on pizza for a long time. They're a favorite in your hometown, and it's something that you don't really see all that often. So I figured, okay, well, let's get a pizza. Let's get some cashews on it. And I didn't know what else we were going to throw on there, but the the deal was, was four toppings. You get four toppings. One we know is cashews. So pepperoni became the other one, of course. And then we started looking at the choices, and things started to get a little interesting. Um, beer crust is uh, i guess uh, i mean sounds exactly like what it is it's a crust made with hops in the dough so that was pretty good then as i said before there were cashews and pepperoni then we threw some pepperoncinis on there and black olives with a what was it drizzle you'll have to help me out with that sorry i am getting baked in the background um everything he said is accurate we had honey something drizzle honey chili so it's like a honey, sweet, drizzle. spicy, savory, everything you can think of. I, I don't know if on you, a pizza. I don't know if you heard him or me right, but this was 
pizza, right? What are you going to put on your pizza? Pepperoni, black olives, pepperoncinis, roasted cashews with a honey chili drizzle. I almost said grizzle and a crust that was beer flavored. God, you're making me sweat. Yes. It's crazy. You should get hard. You should sweat. You should be... (laughs) You should be lubricated somehow uh that's the pizza we had from tomato joe's very good uh better than i think you know we lit okay i mean we gotta preface it we gotta let you know we ordered the pizza after we had already smoked so we're ordering it kind of thinking with a high brain what did i have to talk and, you down from you wanted something else on there oh yeah like, well we were gonna know. get real pot heady and um I can't remember, but the, the, hit up Tomato Joe's. Look them up out, out here in this area in Santa Clarita. They have a ton of options to customize your pizza with, and we went with ones that I think were both sounded good but also would pair well, and thankfully we like similar types of pizzas, but that's a – did you mention the name? You actually yeah, named it. Tomato yeah. – oh, the, I, yeah, I didn't mention the name. So I order from this place enough that I have an account with them, right? Yeah. So I, I go on my phone and I just open up the Tomato Joe's thing. And when you create a pizza like this, it asks you to name it so that it just yeah. saves it to your profile and you can just click on the name again. And my nickname for Melody over here, the, the 11-year-old <laughs> boxer that I've just got holding together, is Slobbery Goblin because mm-hmm. that's what she is. And she was staring at me when it asked for a name, so it's called the Slobbery Goblin. <laughs> there it is. And that's what it kind of make turns you into, just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. You're salivating. Uh, and what's up, buddy? And then Bodie wants to definitely get in. Bodie, you're allowed to get in on the recording. And Bodie does not do personal space. Um, no, he's giving me love, which is good. But we had the slobbery goblin, it and it made a slobber. We ate it like a couple of goblins. And what is actually what we are puffing on? Because it's been we're doing a joint. Oh yeah, today, um, and it's that's hitting me really well. I don't normally. I get these little pre rolls every once in a while. They're nice little mellow. It's uh, from a, a brand called Candescent. They're little sativa pre-rolls. They're, you know, they're mellow. It's nice. Well, I feel good. I mm-hmm. felt good this whole time we've been hanging out and since we've been doing this. Um, so, yeah. Hold up, Bodie. Let me let me get you. Let me get you. He doesn't head. do that. You he just have like, to push on him. Me. Yeah. He'll he puts, then he puts his head into you and goes, oh, yeah. you're trying to get up? Yeah. Look, he's like pushing into me. Yeah, he wants. he's trying to keep you down. Yeah, he's it's, trying to pin me down. It's not like, so, a, this is my spot. It's so, like, don't move. He's like, you're the, you've become the bed. <laughs> I've become the bed over the course of this recording. So I'm going to put the microphone down and we're going to move the dog because we, we have more to talk he's about. He's yawning. Yeah. He's like, I'm yeah. staying right here. Could I put you on the spot and ask for something that you used to contribute to the podcast even though you might not have one at the tip of your tongue or top of your head oh shit could i yeah you can put me on the spot and you know i don't think i've shared this one yet if i have it if it's a repeat then it's an oldie buddy goodie but have you ever heard the phrase uh that guy's uh, worth his salt or worth you have actually said that have i shared that one already shit no that's okay but uh, damn, we used to do this thing called an origin of, and every once in a while yeah. we would cap our episodes with an origin of, like a I don't know if it's an idiom or like a saying or a yeah, phrase, yeah, yeah. but it's like classic things that get kind of said over the years and passed down, and maybe you don't even know where it originated or how or what the true meaning behind it is, and I'm wondering if if there is one that you feel like you could uh, share and partake with us here. Man, I wish I had uh, done homework. I can't think of one, partly because we did partake in that uh, oh, yeah. that joint. So I'm I'm drawing a blank just because it's 
hard to think when you're trying to think. You know, no, that, know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make any I sense? I know. It wasn't fair. I, I didn't, when you're like, I didn't oh, I got to think now. It's hard thinking. What am I supposed to be thinking about? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what does my brain do? Yeah, brain got to so, poop. So um, what are some phrases? Uh, Give me a phrase and I'll tell you if I know the, the beginning of it. How about that? Let's do it that way. Yeah, we could try to think of one. Uh, a phrase like... Um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Have I have I given you that one? Do you know that one? Yes, I do. Baby in the bathwater. You haven't said that one. No. Oh no. Okay. Perfect. That's well, you've creepy. heard the phrase "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." Yes, and and but I'm trying to think. I've only ever heard that in sort of in like plays. I guess I'm trying to think like what the context is. It's like in regards to like people brainstorming about something. Yes. You know what I mean? It, well, but, yeah. It's like any, if you have a if you have a good idea. And you fuck up the good idea somehow by being convoluted about the idea. And then you just throw the whole idea away. The phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater means like, well, there, there's still something to that you right. want to keep. Like, you get the rid baby, of all the right? Or is shit. it the bathwater? The baby, We right. want to keep the baby. Okay. And I, I mean, so the phrase comes from literally back in Victorian England and before, I suppose, people would throw their bathwater out of the window. They would have a, a tub. There's no running water. <laughs> Right back yeah. then. So they you would had to have go a big a well tub or some that shit. you would fill yeah. with water, yeah. and then there would be water in there. And so when you were done with it, you would have to pick you it up. You wouldn't drink it, obviously. So <laughs> you just... Well, you would throw it out the window. Yeah. So the idea being is that, you know, check and make sure there's not a baby in oh, the tub God. before yeah. you throw it out. Is the baby out? Get the baby out. Let's put so them on the ground. the baby out with the bathwater. All these sayings are always kind of grim. They are. Yeah. And, and they, are, they, kind of make, they kind of make sense when you really break it down. Like it's not really a saying based on ideas. It just got it's attributed to ideas, like you right. just explained. But it's like uh-huh. no, it's just it's it's a real life thing. It was like a real life rule that they had to tell themselves back in the right. day. Right. It wasn't like a saying like, "Hey, don't pick up any wooden nickels." Like, <laughs> what? What's wrong with a wooden nickel? I'm like literally, don't throw the fucking baby out of the window. Right. Because right. we need the baby bathwater. Right. We could go without. You know, and now we get. I really want to find out that the the phrase we've got to talk about the elephant mm-hmm. in the room. I want oh, to find. Yeah. See, I want to find that, out. That's the kind of thing what that Maybe, one is. Yeah, and I'm really hoping it was like what, a dude once just brought an elephant and into nobody room talked and about and it. said nothing about it. <laughs> was just like just brought it in. Yes, Janice. How was your day? Good. How's, how's yours? Fine. What's for dinner? Couscous, not elephant. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that would be good. So maybe down the line. I want to we'll, look at, I want to look we'll, for that one. What's we'll prep, the origin? We'll prep better. I just wanted to spring that on you, but cool. um, So wait. Cool, I'm glad I had one in my back pocket. Wait, a yes and your way in the bathwater. Yeah. yeah. So uh again, thanks man. I'm glad we did this. And um thank you. To the debate, I guess. Thank you. I wish we, it could be more often. Yeah, well, I I don't see why it can't be. Maybe we'll we'll start doing this more often. Cool. How about that? Sweet. We might have to find a place to do it i'm fine doing it here but the only reason i'm getting away with it right now is because i'm a bachelor for right now yes. so as soon as my wife gets home this place isn't really big enough to be i think we said that about a year ago um that uh we would want our own place and that's still that's still on our bucket list it's still on our to-do list so so that, you said that there's a patreon manifest. yes so there is fund a the fund the pie guys studio thank why you. Don't you okay yeah why don't you fund the pie guys studio so we don't have to come take over uh Chase's place or anybody else's place. We have our own dedicated place. And you won't have to hear place. dog snoring in the background yeah. and whining. And it'll all, it'll, yeah. Patreon.com slash the Pie Guys pod. Are there t-shirts? Not yet. I want a t-shirt when there's a t-shirt. Okay. You let me know. We'll get a, we will. All right. Have you heard about Farscape? We'll put that on a shirt. <laughs> hey, that's the first one. <laughs> that's that's the gotta one. be it. Hey, can I talk to you about Farscape? <laughs>